0: how's it going today guys i'm back here live in the studio once again for another episode of hot takes with tp3 i'm your host thomas penland once again coming to y'all live today is the day before the nba season kicks off that's our tips offer that's right guys it's Monday, October 21st, 2019. I got a great show for y'all today. I am so excited, man, to have the NBA back. Y'all already know, it's my favorite sport to talk about. It's my favorite sport to watch. Favorite sport. It's just my favorite sport in general, you know. And all I know all y'all know that if you listen to my podcast. I already put out my Eastern Conference preview, which was with Austin Clark. Fortunately, I could not get anyone on, on hold to uh, do this podcast with me, so this one's just going to be me featuring me for the Western Conference, which kind of sucks because I'm sure... There'd be a diehard Lakers person out there ready to argue with me till I die about the about who I got winning the Western Conference. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Um, before I get things going, follow me on Twitter at tp3wins on Instagram at uh, TP3Bets, but let's get down to it here, guys. I'm also going to give away my MVPs and everything like that at the end of the podcast. It was all put on Twitter earlier, but figured I'd put it all on here one more time. So let's start with the Eastern Conference here. So the number 15 team in the Eastern Conference, I have the Memphis Grizzlies. Look, guys, the Grizzlies this year are going to be a lot like the Hawks were last year. Um, John Morant and um, Jaron Jackson Jr. remind me a lot of uh, Trey Young and John Collins and honestly I think Memphis will be a fun team to watch you know I'm really excited to watch these two guys grow together I think they're going to be a fun team I also kind of like the fact that Memphis has Iguodala who I think is a great guy to actually teach these guys how to win kind of like Vince Carter did I really you know look guys Memphis might be the laughing stock of the Eastern Conference this year or the Western Conference this year but next year they're going to have a fun young team I mean Kyle Anderson and Dylan Brooks are going to be decent players Players. I really like Brandon Clark. I mean, they got Jay Crowder as well, so they have guys who are older guys that can teach this team kind of how to win a little bit and bring that savviness with them. With them, but. I really like the young core here of Jaron Jackson Jr., Brandon Clark, and John ja Morant. I think that'll end up being their best lineup, even though that Clark and Jackson both play power forward. Jackson can play the center. Obviously, though, they're going to start Valanchunas at center, but I think in the future that's going to be their better um, squad right there. You know, they can run the floor with this team. I think John ja Morant's really going to blossom into an elite guard in this league. Also, if Josh Jackson, they can end up getting him on the court. I still think there's a lot of upside there and a lot of uh, you know potential to be had with Josh Jackson. I like Josh Jackson a lot, guys, and I mean, it's unfortunate the events that happened with him. But, I mean, there's still something you can turn into something there with Josh Jackson. I don't think that that's just a, you know, lost piece or whatever you want to call it there with him. But, overall, I mean, Memphis, they're not going to do much. They'll probably end up having the top draft pick. But, I mean, you throw a third star in there like you did with Atlanta or, like, our third good really young player. Like, let's say a top three player of this draft class, I mean – Memphis is going to be young and on the come up. Unfortunately, they're going to kind of be the little brother here in the Western Conference for a while. But I think it'll be fun to watch this young team play together. The next team I have is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, To be honest with you, I think their roster is worse than Memphis's, but at the same time, both rosters are pretty bad and Minnesota's got a little bit more of the veteran guys on their roster. Look, this team's around Carl Anthony Towns. It's going to depend what they can do around him. Um, I like Jarrett Culver as a decent little young piece. I pretty much think that they had to hit the reset button again with Wiggins not being what he's supposed to be. See what we can get out of Josh Okogie, Naz Reed, um, Kiate Bates-Diop, those, Tyus Battle. All those guys are guys I liked a lot coming out of college. So, you know, they've got some decent young guys that they can figure out who can play play here with Cat. I mean, Cat, guys, honestly, is one of the, I mean, I think Cat is one of those next up, you know, change the league kind of players. I mean, the way he can stretch the floor and everything he can do, he's going to stuff the stat sheet night in, night out. This guy's a beast. Carl anthony Towns is an absolute animal. I mean, he's going to be a, be a multi-time all-star, potentially MVP level type talent. That's how good Carl anthony Towns is, guys. Like, I mean, what I saw from him last year, I loved what I saw this year. I think he's going to build on that. I mean, they just don't really have much of a team around him, unfortunately. You know, Jeff Teague, Andrew Wiggins, Cat... Um, in the end, I think they just need to figure out in between those guys I said earlier who can play and who can't and kind of keep rebuilding this team throughout the draft because you know playing the Western Conference, they're going to get a lot of losses every single night. I think they need to if they can add, like imagine, like if they can add one more stud young player in there to go with Carl Anthony Towns, I mean, it will completely change the entire team. Carl Anthony Towns is that good. It's kind of like Anthony Davis in New Orleans. You know, you pair with him a uh, DeMarcus Cousins or you pair with him one more star. I mean, they don't even have the Drew Holiday to him yet, but you give him a couple pieces, he can lead your team but they're far away from that right now um up next I am going to go to the Phoenix Suns and you know guys the Suns honestly I will say this about their team I like some of their young pieces like obviously y'all know love I know I love Devin Booker I mean the guy can score he's a beast DeAndre Ayton I think is more of a 18 and 10 kind of guy 18 and 12 20 and 12 at best look DeAndre Ayton's good I mean, I'd say he's like a marginal top 25 player at his best, which is not exactly what you want. I don't know how I feel about Cameron Johnson. If he can, if his shot translates over well, and so does his athleticism, I mean, he's gonna be a great big guy to help stretch the floor for him. They already have Mikel Bridges, who I really, really like as a defender, but quite frankly, they needed to pair another superstar in here to go with Devin Booker, and that's what they're lacking. I mean, imagine if they had taken Trey Young or Luka Doncic to pair with Devin Booker. I mean, they need another backcourt scorer. They need Ayton to make that, st- if Aiden can go to the next level, this this team will be a lot better, but I just see, I just, I just am not in the belief system here, guys, that Aiton is going to be that next level kind of player that this team needs and that they're missing out on. So realistically, guys, I mean, the Suns, it's going to be the same story for the Suns once again. They're going to have to hope for a top pick in the lottery. I mean, realistically, if they can just get it, like if they could have had Trey Young and Devin Booker, like, oh my gosh, that's an unbelievable scoring duo right there. That's all they need. They're one player away. One player away for the Suns. It's been that way for a long time. There you have Booker. I mean, I think Ayton's decent. They just need that one other player to pair with him. That's all they need. So it's not a terrible roster here for the Suns, but I mean, the Western Conference is so stagnant. At 12 right now, the Thunder over them. The Thunder, though, to me, are the team that can drop all the way back behind all these teams. It just depends on how quickly they get rid of guys like Gallo and uh Chris Paul, you know. I mean, I feel like that they want to get rid of rid of Struder as well, because I mean they have three point guards realistically. SGA Shea, Gildas Alexander, um, Chris Paul, and um and uh, and I don't, Gallen, Gallen, I don't know why I was drawing a blank on his name, Steven Adams as well. So they have some decent win now pieces. I like a lot of their young guys too. Ultimately, the Thunder are looking to sell here and have a younger team. They're going to start selling off assets at some point in this season. I'm just waiting on it to happen. That'll drop them all the way to the back. But the way their roster is constructed right now, I think Chris Paul is good enough to give them the heads up over all those teams in the Western Conference. But like I said, guys, I mean, the Thunder are going to break everything down and trade. So I'm just waiting on that to happen for the Thunder. You know, they stockpiled all those draft picks. I just don't see any reason they would want to try to go for a win now. Team, because I mean they could flip it either way, but I think they're gonna go with that. I mean SGA is the player of the future; they're gonna to look to develop him. Number eleven, I have the Spurs guys, and I think that the new NBA is finally caught up to the Spurs. They were able to slip into the playoffs last year, but they don't shoot the three-point ball well enough. They have speeded up the pace of their offense, but Dejounte Murray and Derek White to me are just both two point guards who can't shoot the three-point ball. Lonnie Walker looked really good in preseason and in summer league. I think he could be decent, but. I mean, it's going to come down to Aldridge and DeRozan and I think the way these guys play is an old-style basketball shooting those mid-range twos and I don't think it'll hold up for the Spurs. Ultimately, Rudy Gay's falling apart as well. They got Damari Carroll, Bell- Bellinelli. I just don't see enough three-point shooting and enough star power on this team. I think ultimately they'll be in the fight, but they will get left out of the playoffs. That's why I have them coming in here at number 11. I mean, DeRozan, guys, he's got to get better shooting the three-ball and we know it won't ever happen. He'll never change. He's always going to be a go to the cup or shoot the pull-up off-balance fadeaway two, which he's good at, but it's just not going to translate into enough wins here in the Western Conference I just don't see it happening for the Spurs this year guys I think they finally miss out on the playoffs and we see that streak broken they've been close last two years I think this is the year we finally see them not make the playoffs at number nine or number 10 I have the Dallas Mavericks a team everyone's really high on look I like the Mavericks next year guys I'm still not sold on the Mavs roster to be quite frank with you I just, I just really don't like a lot of the players they have on this roster. I really like Luka Doncic, and I think Porzingis is going to need a year to get adjusted again to the NBA like we usually see. But other than that, I mean, is Courtney, Courtney Lee, Justin Jackson, Tim Hardaway Jr., Seth Curry, Jalen Brunson. I mean, I could go on naming these guys. It's not enough to get you in the playoffs. I don't think Doncic and... Um, and poor Zingas are on that level yet where they can take this team into the playoffs. To be honest with you, I don't think the roster is as good as people think it is. I think they're well coached though, and I think Doncic is getting there. They just need one more player, really, for the Mavs and not having that first round pick for the next two years won't help. They're gonna have to get that player through free agency. So ultimately, I think the Mavs will have a good team, guys. I'm just not big on them making the playoffs, like I said. I just don't see it happening. I don't think poor Zingas, I mean, he'll definitely be on a little bit of a minutes restriction, I bet at the beginning of the season. I don't think the Mavs are quite that win now team that a lot of people think they can be. I think it's one more year way. I actually think that team is still not the Pelicans, even though I do like this roster too. The Pelicans will be missing Zion for a while, and let's be honest, guys. The Lakers couldn't make the playoffs with all these pieces. Why would they do it now? I mean, I know Lonzo's fixed his game a little bit, but I'm still not sold on Lonzo. I like Nikki Alexander-Walker. I like... um, I like a lot Zion, obviously. I mean, who doesn't like Zion? He'll be a good player in this league for years to come. He's going to miss some time, and I mean, he could honestly be injury prone, guys. I mean, look at Blake Griffin. He reminds me of the way he plays his game the most of Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's injury prone. I like Jackson Hayes, they have a lot of good young players to go along with Drew Holiday, and they brought in J.J. Redick to kind of teach him how to win a little bit. I just think the Western Conference is too stacked. I think this team will be very competitive. I think they'll really go get left out at the 9 spot, you know? I think it's a good roster, though. I really do. I just don't think these Laker pieces are quite ready yet, and I really want to see what, what Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball are kind of made of, and I look for them to use the draft picks, you know, and everything that they have, and I, I just think that the Pelicans are still one year away, you know, I think they need one more player in there, Zion. I really like Drew Holiday, you know, I just I just don't think the Pelicans are quite yet a playoff team. They'll be fun to watch, don't get me wrong. They're going to be scoring 130, giving up 140 a night. I mean, they like to play up and down. Alvin Gentry has designed a very fast-paced offense, which I really think is a fun offense to watch. I just don't think the Pelicans will be able to win enough games to get in to the Western Conference playoff picture over here. Then at number eight, my first playoff team, I have have the Sacramento Kings. All this will depend on how well-developed Marvin Bagley is, and I think he is is ready to make that jump. When he came back from his injury last year and started getting consistent minutes, Bagley was absolutely balling, guys. He was getting buckets. Buddy Heald just signed a new contract today. Buddy Heald is one of the most slept-on sharpshooters in the league. I think he's the best off-the-ball sharpshooting option to Klay Thompson. Obviously, Klay Thompson would be like the level would be like the A grade and he would be the B minus, you know. He's definitely not on the same level as Clay Thompson is, but I'd say he's the next best off the ball moving free shooter in the league. I mean Buddy Healed is an absolute sniper. But I think this team goes around De'Aaron Fox. I think he's one of the next great um, point guards at sharing the ball, playing both ways, and he's a freak athlete. I really look for Swiper the Fox to take his game to the next level, maybe get a little bit better three-point shot. I really want to see a better three-point shot out of Fox. If Fox gets that three-point shot going, guys, this Kings team will be absolutely unstoppable. They got Bobby Bodanovich um, Bialica, Dwayne Deadman, Harrison Barnes, Trevor Ariza, Kyle Guy, Harry Giles. I really like the young team they have here. Yep, they also have the veterans and Barnes and Ariza, who have been there before to teach this team how to win, I think this team is formed really well, and I think they'll be a really, really good team this year in the Western Conference. I think they'll win a lot of games. I think the Kings, ultimately, guys, they're going to be a fun team to watch. They can keep if keep Fox and Bagley getting better night in and night out. This team is going to be freaky, man. This will be a this this is the sleeper team in the West, in my opinion. At number seven, I have the Golden State Warriors, and that's just because, look, guys, I know for a fact Steph Curry's going to miss time. Um, They already got Collie Stein out who's going to miss time. Obviously, Klay Thompson isn't going to come back, and he won't be as the Clay Thompson that we know, at least for this first season. I think in the end, guys, the Warriors will make the playoffs, and they'll have a good team this year. I think D'Angelo Russell's only going to get better. We've only watched D'Angelo Russell get better every single year, and I think what he did last year was extremely underrated and how he took teams single-handedly to the playoffs. I think Draymond will play a much bigger role as well with this team this year. I mean, Steph and D'Lo, that's the Splash Brothers right there. Like Those boys know how to get buckets nonstop. D'Angelo Russell can spray that three ball. I think this will be a really fun team to watch, and they're going to have great passing, too, with all these guys. Ultimately, I just feel like the Warriors, you know, they've just had such great runs. Everybody's going to be gunning for them night in and night out. Once they get Thompson back, they can go anywhere. But I think anybody from the 7 spot up to the 1 spot in the Western Conference, it'll be decided by one or two games, and those teams can flip-flop very easily. But I put the Warriors in here at 7. I would not be surprised if they go higher than that. I mean, this is the order I have these teams in, guys. It's the way I think they'll go. But, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. These teams are a crapshoot, but I am locked in on my, I think my top three well, I think two of those three teams will be there. And I think th- I'm very confident in my number one team in the Western Conference. But let's put it this way. I think the rest of the teams can be a crap shoot. Number six, I got the Lakers, guys. Main reason why the Lakers at six, I mean, don't get me wrong, in the playoffs – it's a completely different story with LeBron James and Anthony Davis being together. I think this roster is going to need time to gel. They're going to need time, you know, to get everything together. I also feel the same way with the Warriors. That's why that they might not start out as hot. I mean, I've watched some of this preseason. The Warriors look like they need some time to gel. I feel the same way about the Lakers though. I think LeBron, AD, Kuz, Dwight Howard, all these pieces will need some time to form and gel together. Ultimately in the playoffs, I still think the War- the Lakers are a top 5 contender no matter what. I think they're a contender over the Blazers and the Jazz, who I do. And the honest the Nuggets to have in front of them, but I mean, in the regular season-wise, I like those teams winning games night in and night out. I mean, you know how LeBron is. It's all about getting the playoffs for him, and that's how the NBA is. Get to the playoffs, then we'll talk. I mean, shit, I could see the Lakers making it as the eight seed and upsetting the 1 seed easily in the Western Conference, so that's how strongly I feel about it. At number 5, I have the Blazers, which is kind of weird, because I mean, this team went to the Conference Finals, was the 2 seed last year, yet they got better that's right, guys. They got better. I love the depth of this Blazers team more than I did last year. I think adding Kent Bazemore is a great player to add. I mean, don't get me wrong. I hated his role in the Hawks, but I think in the role he can play with this team, it'll be great. Anthony Tolliver is going to be a great guy to stretch the floor, shoot threes. I think Anthony Simons, the, the kid, he's going to get better this season. Nasir Little could play some big minutes. I mean, Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, those are the boys, man. You do not want to mess with these guys. We've seen what this backcourt can do. If Dame doesn't get his burnout this regular season, I look for them to rest him a little bit. More, but at the same time, you know you can't really afford to in the West, just because you got to stay in the mix, man. The West are so damn competitive. Rodney Hood got better as the season went on, and I think he'll continue to do that this season. They'll get Nurk back at some point, but you also got to think about this, guys. You throw Hassan Whiteside in there, Pal Gasol, Zach Collins showed a lot of promise in the playoffs last year. I think this Blazers team will build off the momentum that they established last year in the regular season. And I think they'll build this way into the playoffs, and I think it's going to be a fun Blazers team to watch once again, guys. I have them at number five currently. I mean, this is a stacked up Western Conference, man. I don't think the Blazers take a step back. How could they? They got so much better. Number four, I have the Utah Jazz. And let's be honest, Jazz are kind of like the team I picked to be number one in the Eastern Conference with the Pacers. The Jazz have a great home court because of the altitude, but the reason why they remind me of the Pacers is Depot and Donovan Mitchell are kind of the same player, if you think about it. Defensive guards that can score the ball. Not great assist guys, but they're the guys who lead the offense for their team. They got Bob Donovich who came over, who's kind of the exact same player as Joe Ingles. You know, you got Rudy Gobert, the French, whatever you want to call him, the French wall, the, the French defender, the best, the probably him and Miles Turner are the best anchors in the league. These are great defensive teams, and you throw Mike Conley in there, going to run this offense. I think the Jazz are going to be a better team this year than they were last year. I love Royce O'Neal as a defender. I think uh, Moutier can give them some good minutes off the bench as well. they got Dante Exum back who can give them some good bench minutes. Ed Davis, this is a deep team that can play some damn good basketball. I really like to see the lineup they put on the floor at the end of the game. You know, you could go Gobert, Mitchell, Bodanovich I mean, you could even put Ingles out there and Gobert. That'd be a nice little, you know, interesting lineup. Don't forget about Jeff Green, too. He can get buckets as well. This is a very deep Jazz roster that's going to have that home court. The Jazz at home will almost always be a lock if you ask me so look for the jazz guys to play some great basketball and we've also seen this jazz team donovan mitchell they struggle at the beginning of the season but they get better as the season goes on i look for them to play a full 82 game season this year and be good from game one rather than have the slow start like they've had in the past that'll be huge for them this year number three i have the clippers honestly I mean, I think, the Clip, I think the Clippers and the Rockets, who I have at two, are pretty much interchangeable at that 2 3 spot. I love this roster. I mean, you get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, the two best perimeter defenders in the league together. You can also score the ball. You have a greatly built roster here. You got guys like Zubots, Lou Will, Patrick Patterson, Jerome Robinson, Landry Shamet. You got sharpshooters across the floor, Patrick Beverly to play the defense, Mo Harkless, Montrez Harrell. I mean, this team is stacked. They've got so many guys who can play. They're so damn deep. This team will win games night in, night out. It doesn't matter if Paul George and Kawhi are out there. They're still going to be winning games in the Western Conference. They are coached by Doc Rivers, one of the best coaches in the NBA. I really think the Clippers will go in the top three this year, guys, it'll be fun to watch. I think they'll be better than the Lakers, and I like them more than the Lakers in the playoffs too. I mean, to me, there's four or five teams that can come out of the West this year. Honestly, I'd say Actually, I'll go with three teams that can come out of the West this year. And the Clippers and the Lakers and the Rockets are those three teams. I think those three teams will come out of there. One of them will in the playoffs and ultimately win the finals. I think that's where our champion will come through And I love the depth here in the Clippers. This is such a great team with so many veterans. I almost forgot about Jermichael Green. And they have so many guys who can play the power forward. They've got those lanky bodies that can guard like threes and twos, you know, like, this This is just such a well-constructed roster. It's going to be a hard team to beat. I bet you the Lakers will struggle with them, and I bet you they'll be a better defensive team than they were last year. Last year, they were more of an up-and-down team. Imagine putting that with the defense. This team' defensive potential this team has. That is one scary roster that I do not want to step in front of. Number two, I went with the Rockets. Call me biased. I don't even give a shit if you think I'm biased or not by picking the Rockets here, guys. I love this Rockets roster. I just think they're so stacked from head to toe. You got Clint Capella and Tyson Chandler in there defending. It. Clint Capella is going to ball out, guys. He's going to be the recipient of Harden to Westbrook. Look at this way, guys. We have the exact same roster we have last year. You add in Cephalosha and Bid McElmore to give you athleticism and defense on the wing. Daniel House Jr. is developing well. The Rockets are really hype about what they have with him, but. Think about this, guys. You throw in Russell Westbrook, who's an obvious upgrade from Chris Paul, and put him in there with Harden. These guys these guys play 82 games a season. These guys don't sit out. They don't tank. They don't rest. They don't need, they don't need load management. They don't need any of that bullshit. They're out there ready to ball every single night. Harden and Westbrook are going to stagger their minutes. These guys are going to have great regular seasons and ball out. If these guys have a chip on their shoulder, they want it in the playoffs, man. That's why I'm picking them to win the Western Conference, which I'll get to here in a minute. But ultimately, guys, Harden Nobody wants it more than Harden and Westbrook, and they're going to do everything they can to prove it these guys do everything together they're together in every picture shit they were even sitting together at the at front row at the world or at the um in ALCS the other night you know that's how much these guys want it they're together all the time I love the Rockets and at number one I got to go with the Denver Nuggets I mean them and the Clippers two deepest teams in the entire league the reason why I like the Nuggets more than the Clippers here to get the number one spot and more than the Rockets they have that home court advantage of the altitude that's a very tough environment to play in you also got to think about this they got bull bull chilling and they got Michael Porter Jr. you add that in with a team that's already extremely deep and a great roster they have here I look for um their point. Guard here in Jamal Murray, he's really been the key to this team. And I look for him to take the next step in his um production and in his, you know, kind of maturation as a ball player. And I really look for Jamal Murray here, guys, to step up and take his game to the next level. And ultimately, I think that's what will take Denver to the next level. I mean, you have so many good guys here with Tory Craig, you know, Will the Thrill Barton, you got Gary Harris, I mean, Malik, um, I almost said Malik Monk, I mean, uh, Malik Beasley. I mean, you just have so many great guys here who can play great defense. I mean, I don't see any way the Nuggets don't get the number one seed in the Western Conference. I mean, I, I think they'll get the number one seed, but I don't really like them in the playoffs. I don't. I mean, you get two days off, you get more rest so that home court really goes away a lot more but this Nuggets team is going to be a fun team to watch guys and I think they'll finish top in the Western Conference here now, let's get to my awards. So, MVP, I'm going with the Joker. I mean, I think he can, I really think he could average a triple double this year. He's going to average above 10 rebounds. I think he needs to get up to 20 points per game, and he just needs that eight assist mark like he had last year, which shouldn't be too hard with the shooters and athletes he has on this team. I like the Denver Nuggets and Nikola Jokic to win NBA MVP this season. Um, Eastern, my uh, East Finals, I have the Pacers beating the 76ers, which I talked about on last podcast. I think they can stretch the floor better. I think they can shoot it better. I think they can run. I think they have the interior defense to defend with the 76ers. At some point in time, I think not being able to shoot the three ball will catch up to the 76ers. Ultimately, the 76ers, Bucks, and Pacers, really rock, paper, scissors, coin flip, draw a number out of a hat kind of kind of thing to see who comes out of the Eastern Conference. I think we see one of those teams, and I have the Rockets beating the Clippers in the Conference Finals. I think Harden and Westbrook's will to win here. will put them over these teams here. I also think Capella is a great player to have. I think the Rockets and Clippers are both built very well. It's going to be fun to watch these two teams face off I got the Rockets over the Clippers, though, making the playoffs here. Um, and go into the Western Finals. My most improved player, I'm going with Bam Atabaye He should get more minutes. He averaged a lot more points. He, all his numbers basically jumped up to what they should be when they stopped playing white side as much, but he's only playing 21 minutes a night. So, I mean, it shouldn't be too hard for him to go more than, I think, like eight points per game and 5.6 assists. Atabaye should be able to build on the season he had easily last year and get this mark, I think, for the Heat. Rookie of the year, I got John Morant. Zion's going to be out for a while, which really hurts him. I think Ja, I mean, I think he's more mature than a lot of these guys, considering, in fact, he's a second-year player. We've seen the way he plays. He plays better in the big games. He's going to have guys around him in Memphis he can pick the assists up for. I think Ja Morant should be able to get rookie of the year. I feel like he's going to have a season a lot like Trey Young did. Sixth man, I go and Kyle Kuzma. You know, the Lakers said they're going to bring him off the bench as their sixth man, a lot like the same role Lou Williams had. He's also probably one of their best three-point shooters. Therefore, I'm going with Kyle Kuzma as my uh, sixth Man of the Year, Coach of the Year. You know, if I'm picking the Pacers to go this far, I got to give a shout out to my boy Nate McMillan. I mean, they have such great defense. They have the type of team that wins night in and night out in the regular season for sure. Not sure how well it'll translate in the postseason. I'm going in big on it though, translating well in the postseason. I got the Pacers here coming out of the or coming out of the Eastern Conference. Nate McMillan getting that that award. Uh, As my sleeper teams, I stated in my past podcast, I got the Hawks and the Kings. My underperforming teams, I have the Heat and the Spurs as I've also given my reasonings for it, but that's pretty much what I got this season, guys. It's going to be a fun season to watch. I can't wait to watch how everything plays out. Um, Did some fantasy basketball. Y'all need any advice about that? Hit me up. Um, Obviously, I'll be posting bets and everything night in and night out throughout the season. Y'all know I love that type of stuff, but it's going to be a fun NBA season, guys, and I cannot wait to watch all these new teams fold out and everything play out. It's going to be a great time, two big games tomorrow. So let's get it, guys. It's going to be a fun season, and I can't wait. But I'll talk to you all soon, and that's about all I got for you all. But be ready for a lot of podcasts getting cranked out weekly. I'm trying to ramp it up two, three a week.